You're listening to episode 33 on Abundant After Abortion. God is bigger than abortion. Welcome to Abundance After Abortion. If you have had an abortion, girlfriend, you are in the right place at the right time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and your life has purpose and meaning. And so does your little one. John 10.10 says Christ died that we may have life and that to the full or what other translations say in abundance, not to the exclusion of those who have had an abortion. So I am so glad you're tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, y'all, we doing it. We are recording this episode unscripted one of my favorite ways to record for you I have thoughts about what I want to say and I'm just going to be led to say it how about that (laughs) so hi it's Friday it's a couple days literally one two days before my birthday and I like to celebrate all month long So here in Katie World, I've been going live every day on my Facebook profile just as a little, hey, I'm here, let's be friends um, thing for leading up to my birthday. And I've done that for a long time. I think last year I took a break, but I've been doing that, going live every day in the month of October for several years. I've done that. It's my thing in October. Anyway, and it's fun. I like the challenge. I like seeing everybody every day and being in front of people every day and just saying random stuff or whatever comes to mind in that moment. So that's been fun. My birthday is on Sunday, the 22nd, and um, we're going to get brunch. That's the plan right now. We're going to go to church, get brunch. I love breakfast. Oh, can't wait. Um, and then hang out. We have some traveling plans later in November. Uh, anyway, so we got some bigger stuff planned later. We're just going to hang low on my big day, I think, for now. Okay, so I have been rolling this thought around in my mind for a while. It, like, bubbles up. It comes back. I'm reminded. I think of it just, like, on repeat, this thought that God is bigger than abortion, He really is. And so I want to explain what I mean by that and how that impacts my stance on abortion and uh, how that impacts my practice and how I coach my clients and how I show up in this space, in my business space. I also want to talk about God not being mad at you. That is easy to believe that God is mad at us for having an abortion and that he's not forgiving toward us or he's withholding forgiveness. He's mad at us. We can't go to him. There's some like thing between us and God because of our thoughts that we have about our abortion. And I want to debunk all of that In episode 33. So first, I want to talk about God being bigger than abortion. 
And I want to um, illustrate that by sharing an experience I had coaching a client of mine for over a year. Yeah, just over a year. Um, and this was a few years ago. So I had this client who wanted life coaching. At the time, I wasn't in my current niche. I was a life coach, just like a general coach. This particular client wanted life coaching. They, uh, so we had a consult, we met, and they disclosed that they were um, LBGTQ. We'll ju- I'll just say that. They were a person LGBTQ. And uh, a Christian, which I have learned so much since coaching this client uh, over the last... So since then till now, which has been a few years, I have learned a lot. So when I coached them, I didn't know what I've learned in between then and now, if that makes any sense. But my, I had, I came to this place in my understanding, in my conviction through coaching this person for just a few months um, so trying to like decide how much I can share. Um, yeah, they had, uh, they, um, yeah, they were practicing homosexuality and, uh, at first didn't want to discontinue that lifestyle. Um, and in fact, were was were engaging in other behaviors that accompany that lifestyle can i put it that way um and they at first like didn't have any desire or interest to change their ways or change what they were doing or disengage in particular activities and for me i was like what <laughs> i didn't understand Uh, That did not make sense to me. Also, though, being a certified coach with the Life Coach School, something that we are taught, which I love so much, um, personally, uh, because it can maybe be, it can be cause for a clash if you're a person of faith, which I'm a Christian, But anyway, LCS teaches that we, as the coach, we don't know what's best for our client. I don't have a, like, I don't have a should for you. Like, you should do this. You should be in this place. I don't have an agenda. Like, I don't think you need to do or be or anything. As your coach, I listen to what you say, okay, so I'm actively listening, I repeat back what you share with me so that you can hear and see your own thoughts. That's part of the job of being a coach is to repeat back your client's thoughts because we want to be aware of how that impacts our emotions and our actions and influences our experiences of life. Okay, so through coaching this client, I 
ugh. at first I was like, this isn't good. This is not like, this is not of God. I was so full of my thoughts, of my beliefs and my upbringing and what it means to be a follower of Christ and be a Christian. And I was like, this isn't it. And this needs to change. And so I was breaking all the coaching <laughs> rules. Um, but I had this in my own mind. I wasn't expressing this to my client. I just had this thought like, we, this needs to change right now. This is not good. Ugh. But then over a period of time, I was learning like, you know what? It's not my job as a Christian to like point out things that people are doing that I think or believe, even if it's based on the Bible, (laughs) even if it's coming from scripture, it's really not my job to like point that out. Um, With exceptions, sure. Yes, because in love, we would want to bring a brother or a sister, you know, back in back to what the Bible says. Like, hey, did you know? In love, insert uh, in some aspects. I'll say that. So it's not blanket statement, black and white, yes or no. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> I know that seems really confusing, <laughs> but I had to learn to trust. You know what? That God knows the future and God has a plan and he allows things to happen for our good, even when what's happening to us is not good. (laughs) Um, Going through an abortion experience, that is far from good. (laughs) Woo, that is, for some of us, not good at all. Not good at all. Like going through an abortion experience. (sighs) But to choose to believe that God can work it for good. Can give me an inkling of peace while I'm going through it. Or for me, coaching this client. I can trust that God's timing is perfect. I was like... What if this person goes to heaven tomorrow? What if they get hit by a bus? And I I had the time and space to speak life to them. Or I was really guilting myself and using the Bible and using my beliefs against me. I was being convicted and that's just how I was seeing it um, at the time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure God has a purpose for what is happening in my client's life. And I'm so honored to be able to be the person who gets to coach them while they're going through this season of their life. Not to push my agenda on them, not to tell them or influence them one way or another. Like literally my job as a coach is to hold space for my client, not to change them not to persuade them, not to give them my opinion or my bias. And so this 100% also translates to abortion. And I know there is always 
hope um, and forgiveness available for anybody throughout all of their lives. Otherwise, Jesus died in vain. And that's not true. He did not die in vain. Uh, So I know there's always hope, whether you choose abortion or you don't. And I know God is bigger than abortion. And I am not going to take a position sticking my feet in the mud and saying, you should like, you shouldn't do it. No, don't do it. Okay, I'm going to offer my suggestion because I love you and I have an idea, a very strong idea of what happens after having an abortion and I don't want that for you or anybody. So out of love, I'm going to suggest not to do it and refer you to resources like everything you could possibly want or need so that you don't need an abortion, if that makes sense. Um, at the same time, I am holding this belief that God is bigger than abortion. And if you choose to have an abortion, I know that there is hope and healing and forgiveness afterwards. So like I want my client that I was talking about and you and anybody to decide yes we choose for ourselves we make our own decisions our choices our lifestyles our actions our behaviors what we consume what we do everything we choose that and I am a coach who holds space for you to decide and then walk you through it on the other side because God is there in the highest of heights and the lowest of lows. What's that verse that David in Psalms says? Like, where can I go that you're not there, God? I can ascend to the heavens or I can go to the deepest depths and you're there. Like, God is everywhere. So, um, I so personally, I think about, well, am I pro-life or am I pro-choice? Right now... I'm both because of this belief that God is bigger than abortion. And I know that if you're going to choose, you're going to choose. Okay. When you're in the position that you're in, your mind might be made up as was mine. I also didn't share with anybody. So I wasn't open to opinions or ideas or advice or suggestions like zero. It was all cut out. I don't want to hear what anybody has to say because my mind is made up about this. So I might, my actions show that I am like pro-life and pro-choice. I didn't believe in abortion, but I did it. And I know if you're facing that, you're going to decide what you're going to decide. And there's going to be no talking you out of it. Um, Nor should we because... That's your life. Like that is for you to learn. That's what I believe. I am not God (laughs) and I'm not living your life. I don't know your future. I don't know what's in store for you. I'm, I don't know how you think, what you believe. I'm not you. So I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do as a coach. And uh, that's my idea. 
Now, should you have an abortion? I would say no, because that's really painful. And I have heard so many times, so many cases, women say they were 100% certain it was the thing they needed to do. It was right for them. They had to do it. They wanted to do it 100%. And maybe I meet somebody who's like, I'm having abortion no matter what, 100%. I have to. This is what I've decided. This is what's best for me. And I can be like, I know you might change your mind because that happens so many times and I know what you're telling me but the chances of you changing your mind afterward and we could do something about that now by encouraging you strongly to not do it like ultimately there is so much pull and confusion and indecision and you just never know I could change my mind circumstances could change something could change after I do it anything my finances could turn out my partner could actually leave me all we do not know the future so there's so much if or confusion indecision I just don't know so that's why we have to have a position of faith and trust that God is bigger than abortion. No matter what. No matter your circumstances, how you felt, how you feel, changing your mind. Um, so, <laughs> I guess like right now, going back to what I was saying of being both. Both and, not either or. Pro-life, pro-choice. Is that uncomfortable? Yeah, it kind of is uncomfortable. (sighs) And I just think of, like, what would Jesus do? I think of what Jesus' stance might be. And um, the story comes to mind where they brought the woman caught in adultery to Jesus. Like, Caught in adultery, making out, she's married, he's married to other people, not each other. Caught her in the act and bring, like throw her in the streets before Jesus because there is no arguing that that was wrong. One bazillion percent, she was caught sinning. She was in the wrong. Now what are you going to do, Jesus. We know what the right thing to do is, which at that time was to give her capital punishment at in Jesus's time. So can you see the pickle that Jesus was in? 100% she's caught in the act. She's 100% wrong. And the punishment for that crime is capital punishment. Whew. What you going to do, Jesus? Here she is. And so we feel like that too. Like 100%, I should not have taken the life of my baby. And God's mad at me because that is wrong. That was my reasoning. And I denied myself the right to feel emotions after my abortion. Katie, you have no right to feel sad. You chose this. You knew you were wrong the whole time. So absolutely not. And here we are saying like, I know I was wrong. I am wrong. I was wrong. I'm bad. I did bad. And God's upset at me. How could he not? 
that's like what that equals. <laughs> Me doing wrong is evocative, invokes God being upset at me. It makes sense. So here's Jesus. And what does he do? Does he like give her what she deserves? Do you tell yourself that I deserve to not be a mom? I deserve to be sad and depressed I don't deserve good things because I did bad or wrong. Jesus didn't give the woman caught in adultery. He didn't give her what he deserved. Um, And that is mercy. Mercy is not giving someone what they deserve as far as like a punishment. That's mercy, withholding punishment. Grace is to give someone what they don't deserve, like forgiveness. We choose to give forgiveness to people, including ourselves, who don't deserve it. That is grace. And God, Jesus, extends both mercy and grace He said to the Pharisees, watching him, how is he going to handle this situation? He said, those of you without sin, cast the first stone. Like who is going to throw the first stone? Guess what? Jesus was the only one who was sinless in that whole situation. He had every right to cast the first stone and everybody follow. But he didn't. And one by one, they all walked away and just left. So God is not mad at you. I think he understands. And I talk about this a lot. I mean, I've talked about it before. How God knew before you were even born. He knew every day of your life in advance. That's in Psalms. I mean, there's a verse in Psalms that says every day of my life was written in your book before any one of them ever came to be. And God knew that one day you would choose an abortion. He's not surprised. He already knew that day was coming. Do you think he's been upset before you had the abortion because he knew you were going to choose it? Was he upset at you then? So neither is he upset at you now because he has already made a way for you to be justified. So I love the definition of justified, which is that your record is wiped clean. So there's nothing we we can do to like clean our record. It's still there. Like our um, infringements are still on our record. They might have been, um, penance might have been paid. So they are canceled or like um, the punishment has been served. You might have served time in jail or you had some consequence or something to serve that sentence right but it's still on our record 
To be justified is to have our record wiped clean as if it was never on there to begin with. And Jesus separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. Like, pause, because that has already happened. Like, brain fart. (laughs) Uh, We are still committing wrongdoings, trespasses. Um, We will because we're alive and we're still living and we're not perfect. So we will in the future. But Jesus has already separated our sin as far as the east is from the west. And all that is saying is that, so if you go north to south, so you go up north, pretty soon you're going to circle around the earth and you're going to go south. So like north and south is connected you you go north then you go south then you go north but when you go east to west you never connect it never connects it goes on infinitely forever in opposite directions no going around the world far away from each other so that is how far your sin has been separated he's already offered you mercy and grace He's withheld what you deserve and given you what you don't deserve. Now, the choice is ours. That's where the ball's at. We have to make a choice. God's like, here's my free gift. Now we have to choose to take it. The price has already been paid. It's already been wrapped, bow and everything, signed to you. Now we have to choose to take it. Okay, I want to make sure that I cover everything. Let me see. So as far as taking the gift, you just tell God, that's it. Like, I receive your gift. I choose to receive it. I take it. That's it. That's as easy as that. So God's not mad at you. And God is bigger than abortion. Because you know what? There are so many more women who are going to choose abortion. Not just us. We already did it. Some of us might choose it again. And there is still hope and mercy and forgiveness. And my belief is that God's not mad at you. And we just have the opportunity to choose to accept grace and mercy. All right, my friends. Um, um, Yep, I talked about my clients. I set the record straight that God's not mad at you. I clarified that it's, yes, it's your decision. Should you do it? I would encourage no. But it is your decision and I trust either way that God is bigger than abortion. Do I know what's best for you? I have an idea of what might be good. And the Bible is pretty clear that God works all things for good according to those who are called to his purpose. And the Bible is clear about how to live our lives in a way that is best for us. Like the way God designed us to live. So yeah, there's like some pretty clear definitions of what we should do, shouldn't do that would be best for us ideally, but that 
I know also that that can't always be the case because it wasn't for you and me. That can't always be the case. And I trust God either way, do or die. I trust God either way that he is bigger than our choices. And we can give it to God. Okay, I love you so much. And I want you to feel, I would want for you to feel relief and encouraged. And like God is so close to you. Whether you feel close to him or not, or think he's mad at you or that you can't go to him or there's some wall between you and God because of X, Y, Z, or you're condemning yourself or you really feel you're like living in guilt and condemnation and you're judging yourself or hating yourself. I want you to feel like God is like right around you as if you turn your head and you saw something like he's so close. He's right peering over your shoulder or like in the same room as you, you just haven't acknowledged him yet. He's been here the whole time, but we are blinded by our stories and we're blinded by our guilt and our grief and our sadness uh, and our perception and our thoughts that we can't perceive God or we don't know that he's there. I'm just painting a picture, but I want you to feel like he's two inches away from you. That's how close he is and just so lovingly available because we have to choose, honey. He's waiting for us to choose because he loves. He doesn't force. He doesn't push. He doesn't manipulate. He's like, I am here waiting for you because I love you so much. And my arms are open for whenever you realize that I'm only two inches away from you. I'm here this whole time. Um, that reminds me of a story that I think I shared on one of my birthday lives. When I moved to Texas, I moved in a two-bedroom apartment. I was by myself. And I was alone. I felt alone. <laughs> I was away from my family. I was starting a new job. I didn't have any friends. I was living in an apartment complex like... I didn't know anybody else by myself. I was alone. I was cutting ties with my ex. And then, let's see, six months later, I think it was, seven months later, something like that, I met my now husband, Aldo. And one day I was thinking about that and I was like, wait a minute. I was never alone. The whole time when I was by myself after I moved here, my now husband, so Aldo just lived a few apartments down from me, but he was here the whole time. And I thought, wow, oh my gosh. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know that. And so I felt alone. But just thinking that, that thought today after that situation has passed Looking back, it's so weird. Like I was alone, but I I felt alone, but I wasn't alone. I didn't know my husband yet, but I met him and he was here the whole time. Just kind of a, a weird way to look back and see our situation differently. And that feels so good. All right, honey. Take heart 
if you have questions or you want to just like hash through some of these thoughts or ideas or like work through some of these thoughts, like it's a challenge or I don't get it or that doesn't make sense or that's too hard. How can you be pro-life and pro-choice? For example, like, I don't get that. That's not right. That doesn't make sense. Or how is God bigger than abortion? Or how is God not mad at me? If you want to like talk about or work through some of these things that might be challenging, just message me, please. Anyway, you know how I always have my link in the, in the comments, in the show notes, so we can be in touch, care about you. I want you to be encouraged and to feel better because abundance is available for you after abortion. Take care. I'll see you next week. Hey, I'm so glad you're listening to Abundant After Abortion. I've just got a favor to ask. Okay, two favors. If you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a quick five-star rating, just scroll down to the bottom of the page on your phone and tap to rate. Second, if you know someone who needs to hear a message of hope and love after having an abortion of their own, would you send this to them? I won't give you numbers or statistics, but suffice it to say there are a lot of women who have had abortions that we probably don't even know of because many of us are suffering in silence for so many reasons. We're not even open or sharing about it. Lastly, I am here to walk this journey with you. Click my milkshake link where you'll find all the ways that we can get connected. You can sign up for my freebie, deflating the stress balloon. You can join my email list. You can register for my latest webinar or sign up for a consultation so we can coach together for abundance after abortion. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.